0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
1: Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go on a Friday. Welcome to November. I can't believe it. November the 1st, 2019, people. It is here. So is week nine of the NFL season and week 10 of the college football season. The calm before the storm in college, as next week is going to be. Uh, Without a doubt, the craziest college football week of the year is we've got not one, not two, not three. We'll have four undefeated divisional teams here getting ready, conference teams getting ready to do battle of the undefeateds. But we got a pretty big game in college football this weekend. Kind of a elimination game since we're so into that now uh, after Major League Baseball and the World Series provided... So much of it. Uh, we are going to have an elimination game in the SEC this weekend between Georgia and Florida. The Gators taking on the Bulldogs. So we'll give you the latest on uh, on that because the loser at this point probably, yeah, not going to be able to make it to the top four unless something absolutely crazy happens, but I wouldn't count on it. Uh, but the NFL also got kicked off last night in a – Uh, In a very interesting way, typical Thursday night football action, division rivals, Arizona, San Francisco, uh, very one-sided, at least that's what the betting was from the standpoint of everybody thought San Francisco was going to steamroll the Arizona Cardinals last night, opened up at a uh, minus eight, bet all the way to a minus 10 situation there before kickoff, and yet When you looked at the numbers, you know, Arizona has owned the San Francisco 49ers in this matchup, a divisional matchup, which they play twice a year, guys. Uh, They've owned them uh, the last eight times. They have been able to cover every time Arizona, even winning outright a couple of times. So 10 points. What in the world is going on? Well, in typical Thursday night football fashion, guys, what went on? was we had a week nine divisional matchup between throw the records out, two teams, two organizations that know each other, know them pretty well, and they battled, man, and they battled. And if it weren't for a couple of, um, and this is where coaching matters, guys, and this is always the big fear with the Arizona Cardinals, it's one thing to have a rookie quarterback, which is fine, A whole nother thing to have a rookie head coach uh, continue to throw up all over his team and not give them the opportunity to be able to be in a position to succeed. And that's kind of what we had last night. Jimmy G, game manager my ass, four touchdowns, 317 yards. I don't think a guy has ever gotten a better Christmas present, early Christmas present than Emmanuel Sanders. What a difference he makes. Uh, Great, and I mean just great chemistry there. Defense, I think we got pretty much what we have seen before in that spot, Dane, from San Francisco. Listen, their defense are, are studs. But the short week, the Thursday night, you're yeah. never, ever going to get the best from I D- I don't care who it is. You're just yep. not on a Thursday night. So uh, given that San Francisco threw up on themselves the first drive and a couple of third down conversions because of penalties by the defense, a horse collar. All of a sudden, Arizona's up 7 nothing. but really from that point on, right up until the end of the half, um, it was San Francisco. That defense clamped down. You got to see who they really are, uh, but I think you got the coming out party of Jimmy G, Emmanuel Sanders. That offense last night, man, they were they were humming along, man. 21 points in the first half. Hello, Jimmy G. I think he's getting more and more comfortable as the season moves on here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Morning, Joe. Morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. Um, yeah, Joe, you know the old axiom, good teams win, great teams cover? Well, I'm going to go against that. And I'm going to say, to be honest, for me, what I saw from San Francisco last night actually makes me think they could be a great team despite not covering. And here's why, Joe. What do we say about also great teams? They find different ways to win. Now, for a lot of this year, it's been, oh, my God, this running game travels. Four-headed monster running for over 200 yards. That's not what happened last night. Okay? Coleman was bottled up. Brita had a nice little game. They run for 100 yards, not the 200 that they're used to, but then Jimmy G goes off for over 300 yards and four touchdowns showing that they are two dimensional. That's what we talk about. Not just a volume thrower, not just the run game. They have that two dimensional feeling. Also, Joe. You said it yourself. Bad spot, road team, Thursday night football, divisional opponent. They still get the win. They had eight penalties for 75 yards, which is not, you know, not the hallmark of a uh, strong Mm -hmm. professional team, right? They still win. For me, the fact that they can go on the road on a short week, not have their quote-unquote A game, and still get out of dodge with a win, shows me that, you know, they They're going to be able to travel. They're going to be able to be uh, multiple, you know, and you're absolutely right. Joe, Manny Sanders gives this offense a different dimension. They didn't have this kind of wide receiver before Joe. There was one play Aikman went nuts on it. And I was the same in my living room. Jimmy G threw a ball on a quick on an out. Before Manny Sanders ever made his cut, he turns around and boom, it's right there. Aikman was talking about, like, that's great chemistry if you've been together for five years, let alone two weeks. And I saw it, too. They have all the elements, Joe. And even without their A game, they get a tough road divisional win on a Thursday night. That's impressive to me, Joe.
1: It's why it's a, it's important, guys, to, to remember that especially when you start to get into the meat and potatoes of the season here, the midway point, you know, divisional matchups, throw what you, throw the records out, throw it all away. Guys do not get caught up with, oh, this team is a double digit favorite. So they must be double. They must be so much better. Divisional matchups, both in college and football. And we saw it last night, Dan, it was a contrarian's dream last night. All three of the double-digit dogs ended up covering 1-1 outright at a plus 500 in Georgia Southern. But again, these are all teams that they don't face each other like in college once every three years. Like Georgia right. Southern, App State play every damn year. Uh, West Virginia, steamrolled Baylor last year. I, these teams know each other. They're familiar. They've got players coming back. And, of course, in the NFL, you know forget about that double digit situation forget about that yes are the 49ers a better team but yeah the better team doesn't always win dane especially in divisional matchups there's opportunities to slip up and you're right terrible spot for the 49ers on that short week but you know what there ain't no man and i'm with you i got a whole lot more confidence about the if you didn't buy the 49ers prior to that right if you're still not buying them uh, then you got to go This is your more impressive day, than like
2: 52 to 13 they Don't, did the week yep. before.
1: Yeah, go get the, go to the, op, the, the optometrist. Go ahead, get a uh, how many fingers do I have up because you ain't seen it right. All right, get ready. Friday edition. Let's make it
0: rain. dailyrodo.com
1: So we got a, uh, a monster weekend in the uh, in the world of sports. And I do want to remind you that you know Tuesday of next week begins the college basketball season. So if uh, enjoy your rest tonight, because you only got yeah, one right. game on the card in college football, that is not really even a game as Navy takes on uh, UConn. Uh, so you guys will uh, have a chance to see UConn football. Uh, and I apologize sure. for that, uh, but it does give us a little reprieve, give us an, uh, an opportunity to kind of stretch our legs, relax as a sports investor and get ready because you also have uh, the two biggest days in the horse racing world. Uh, to, uh, starting today, in fact, in Santa Anita as the Breeders' Cup Uh, oh, the fire, off baby. 2019 breeders cup and the juvenile turf stakes will open it up at four o'clock this afternoon you're gonna have uh and really from that point on it's uh all day tomorrow too it's going to be crazy five stakes races today it is going to be loaded the best horses from around the world will compete at santa anita knock on wood everything's gonna go okay yeah, really. uh but just- uh it's a big weekend needless to say across the sports betting universe and we were talking about the uh, the 49ers Doing, um, coming through to say the least. Uh, they are impressive. That was not an easy spot for them. Uh, forget about the records and the talent. Yeah, we get it, but still, that's not an easy spot to be in, especially when you were missing both your starting tackles on the offensive yeah. line, and we're still able to get the job done. So, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, monster day, 317 plus four touchdowns, a career high. Uh, really, really elevated the team when they needed him to. Prior to this, he's been a game manager, or at least that's what his label has been. But the reality is when they needed him the most, he delivered. But my biggest problem with the Arizona Cardinals heading into this year wasn't Kyler Murray, uh, who is he's a great athlete. He should be just fine but the biggest concern i had with the arizona cardinals was it's very hard to pair a brand new quarterback, a rookie quarterback and you give him a rookie damn head coach in the nfl that's a recipe for disaster and it reared its head again last night not because kyla murray can't play quarterback uh but because once again cliff kingsbury proved that you can't just coaching football is not coaching football being an nfl head coach is not just like being a head coach in uh, at Texas Tech. You got to learn how to win in the NFL. And once again, Kingsbury put his team in a position to lose that game last night because uh, as most young coaches do, you overthink the situation, Dane, and you think you're doing something, but the reality is yeah, no, you're you're shooting yourself in the foot. He did it last week in the fourth quarter when he decided on his own 30-yard line to go for it on fourth down, gave the ball back short field to New Orleans, who, uh, who went in and scored and put the game out of reach. And let us not forget the countless amount of trips to the red zone against Baltimore that he never went for it, and yet kicked field goals uh, on a team that is basically going to win four games all year if he's lucky. Well, last night, The uh, they're getting run over in the first half, but the defense has got them on the goal line there. The San Francisco 49ers took it all the way down to the one yard line. Four seconds left on the clock, fourth down. Now you can either kick the field goal. If you're Kyle Shanahan, because you're getting the ball in the second half to start and go up, I don't know, 17 to seven, or you roll the dice and go, you know what? We're on the road. Screw these guys. Let's uh, let's go ahead and run for it. So Kyle Shanahan, no doubt. Been around the block a few times. Yeah, he goes for it. And what happens? They run right into a brick wall, and they get stuffed on the one-yard line. The Arizona defense holds up. It's 14-7 at that point, except for the fact that, yeah, um, Cliff Kingsbury thought it would be great to call timeout just before they hiked the ball. Yeah, so you just gave Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, in that offense a second shot there in order to put it in, and you want to guess as to what happened there, folks? Yeah, yeah. They they scored twenty-one to seven now going into half, and I think we can all agree with how it ended up playing out. That's seven points there turned out to be the difference in the game because it's a hell of a lot different going into half, Dane, at fourteen to seven than twenty-one to seven, and it just snowballed from there in the second half, and I don't think they were able to recover from it. And his reasoning was, well, we were hoping they'd burn their best play and we'd be able to get a Kodak, uh, a picture of what the formation was and be able to force them to run something else. Well, what the hell difference does that make if your defense ranks 29th in every statistical category? It doesn't make a difference what formation they run. There, You had a one-in-a-lifetime chance of being able to stop them and your defense showed up. It's goal line. It's not, it's not like you can get trickery. And you're an offensive-minded head coach. Like, don't don't be getting involved with the defense. And they couldn't recover from that. That really was the difference in the game. And it's another example of why Cliff Kingsbury, you got to learn how to win uh, in the NFL, especially as a head coach. I have more confidence in Kyler Murray having a successful career in the NFL right. than I do Cliff Kingsbury.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, on Kyler Murray, okay, he's got all the tools. All right. He's making some plays like that touchdown throw to Keyshawn Johnson. That looked like Patty Mahomes. Okay, with the baseball delivery rolling out and on a line, the throw to Andy Isabella for the touchdown was from the opposite hash mark on on a, a deep out. Incredible throw. A couple of other athletic plays, read options. The dude is fast. If he, like, you know, develops in the right way, he's going to be a beast, okay? He's going to be a cross between Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, which is amazing, okay? So I agree with you there. I also agree with you, Joe, on what you're saying in general about um, Kingsbury, but here's what I want to ask you. We call this a lot of times a game of inputs and not outputs and the results, right? When you have access to the results, you know whether it was a good call or not. A lot of times we talk about sports investing. I wonder, Joe, what would you be saying – if they did call the timeout and the timeout was called before that play was run and we didn't know that they actually stuffed them on the one yard line or whatever it was when they tried to, you know, because we hear coaches all the time, like, take that kind of timeout. We had access to the results and they know they got we know they got stuffed there on fourth down. Would you be still saying that if, like. They called the timeout, and we didn't even see the play, and then they did ultimately score the touchdown, but without seeing that they got stuffed on the fourth down there?
1: Short of having 10 men on the field instead of 11, Dane, there is—not no, at the 50-yard line. At the one-yard line, Your goal, you've got the personnel you want in the game. There is zero reason— to sit there and call a timeout as a head coach with 4 seconds left on the clock. You've got the personnel in there. You've got who you want in there. If you don't have unless you got 10 guys or you're short or something, no, there's zero reason to call a timeout there. Your defense is 29th. It's 29th against the run, it's 29th against the pass. You got the guys in there. Let it go. Do you think the guys on the field were prepared for a timeout? Do you, those guys were ready to go to let them play. No reason. The fact that it got stuffed is just even worse. I, I would have been like, why are you calling timeout with short a shorter guy? Like what was what if we didn't see it actually run? Why call a timeout? Exactly. What would be the reasoning to call a timeout with four seconds left on the goal line? No less.
2: No, what is that? To get a look at it, to get a look at the formation, to see a if they lot. want to change personnel groups, that sort of thing. I mean, that, that that is the reason. We have heard this before, Joe. I'm not Again, I'm not disagreeing with you, but we have seen it before. We've seen coaches take a timeout to see what kind of look they get so they can adjust and call the right defense for that yeah, but it's play. Usually and what the we see a lot of times is then— You're
1: trying to prepare for either a, a hook and ladder or you're—
2: It's a different thing at the goal line. It's the goal line. <laughs> Remember I'm saying I don't disagree with you. You asked me like <laughs> what would be the reason. I'm giving you what would be the reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't well, disagree give you with you. The reason at yes. a goal line. Now forget about just
1: calling the timeout. You're at the one yard line in that situation. What is the
2: reason to call a timeout? I, I I believe the reason is to get a look at the formation, the play to make sure you've got the right package in yourself. That's what the reason would be, Joe. And you did, <laughs> right? And then they couldn't stop it. You're right. And then they couldn't stop it. You know, like if they came out though five wide, you know, in shotgun, but they then you did. take your timeout so you know you got to adjust. Right. It's the personnel
1: they looping. did. It was mono-y mono. It was goal line against goal line.
2: I hear you. I agree with you. That Zero. would be the reason. I'm not saying I'm even it.
1: Yeah, there could have been a lottery. Eight guys on the field would have been a good reason, but you.
0: DailyRoto.com.
1: For you to get in the game with a DraftKings sportsbook account because listeners of this show, well, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks right now. Here's how it works just create a DraftKings sportsbook account, make a deposit, and then place your first bet. DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks, and the offer is eligible for all users plus new users. You guys get a risk free bet of up to 200 bucks. All you have to do is head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. At sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. And if you have a gambling problem, you can call 1 800 GAMBLER 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. And welcome in on this Friday edition of Make It Rain on the Grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez as we get ready for an epic week of sports. Uh, we lost one sport, Major League Baseball, for a couple of months. We do gain. Another sport next week is uh college basketball will begin on Tuesday and let the floodgates uh open up guys that's uh we will have we will have action to be able to bet on every damn day of the week it is going to get crazy between the NBA, NHL, college basketball, uh football it is a nuts time of year over the next 8 to 12 weeks and it's going to be a lot of fun but it's also important to remind you that discipline as an investor Extremely important this time of year, as you are going to ooh new sport. Let me bet twenty-three games. Let me see. Yeah, no, new, no, new, no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, Maui invitation. a college yeah. basketball game for the first month. Nobody is going to argue with you. All right, nobody. The games will still be there. You'll have plenty of time over the next uh, eight to twelve weeks to be able to uh, to jump in. But just patience. Now, patience may work for some teams in the NFL, but I don't know what's going to happen. And I can't wait to see, because I think we're going to know rather quickly here, Dane, uh, at some point during today, who Josh Gordon will be playing for. Because he was released. He was taken off IR, which means he is now available to be able to sign with a team. And there was a lot of rumors and, uh, you know, innuendos over the last couple of days. Some some people were saying San Francisco was a possible uh, situation there. There is no shortage of teams that could use Josh Gordon's abilities as a wide receiver. But I'm just going to be real interested who's going to make the move. I got to think it's he doesn't have to clear waivers like he can just sign. So. Who is it? Who are the front rotors? And from a fantasy standpoint, Dane, uh, yeah. if you didn't have them,
2: do you go out and get them, Or do you wait and see? What do you do with Josh Gordon? Yeah, so that's interesting. And are we sure he's clear? He's. It's not a waiver thing? He's just a free agent? I believe he's just a free agent, yes. Because I thought... I thought he was on waivers, Joe. And so then it would oh, be I'm like... Oh, i sorry. No, you're right. Order. No, he will be subject to waivers, yes. But so they okay, can put so, a
1: claim in on him. I wonder who's going to so do that. So it's
2: reverse order, you know? So, like, there's yeah. a lot of teams that could want him, you know? But it ain't going to matter, right? Because I do think someone will claim him. And so let's just first talk about this, Joe. For waivers, what a claim is, it goes in reverse record, okay? So right now, Cincinnati and Miami are would have first shot at him. Okay, Joe. So there's a lot of playoff contenders that he could be a fit for. He could be the cherry on top in a great piece, but they're not going to have access to him, Joe. And I think that's that's that is important if he's on if he is in fact on waivers, which is the way I thought he would go. So we have to look at some of the bottom feeding teams, Joe. Unfortunately, it's not as fun. But when you ask about the fantasy question, for me, uh Joe, it's um it depends on where he winds up. It depends on where he winds up. I think, yes, I love the player, but we say this all the time. It's it's a a lot of time a function of the offense, right? And the opportunity. Remember when the Titans were called exotic smash mouth? I don't care who was their wide receiver. Corey Davis came out of college with all sorts of fanfare of his own skill set. But if you're in an offense that is run heavy or doesn't produce, then it ain't gonna matter. All right, so that being said, when I think about teams that are not playoff contenders or whatever that could use a wide receiver, Joe, we saw one last night. What about Arizona?
1: I, see, but here's the problem with the, the bottom feeders, Dane, is that you are not trying to win games at right. all. And you are going to have to pay this guy. And he's already got a track record of being hurt and not reliable. You're not you've got your own group of guys that you've got to test out for the remainder of the year to figure out what you have. Adding Josh sure. Gordon doesn't make sense for the bottom feeders. It it makes sense for teams that are middle of the road, teams like the Oakland Raiders, uh those types of situations where they might be able to make a run, uh Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, teams that could use that uh that extra receiver, but if I'm Arizona the Jets uh, like I'm either clearing house starting from scratch, or I am basically I am trying to figure out what I have on the roster right now. Adding him makes no sense to me for bottom-feeding teams.
2: So you want to go to a mid-level team, huh? Uh, well,
1: I mean, why why would you take him if you're the Jets? So, I mean, you're clearing house. Like, you
2: don't, unless you don't you need think another... He's a piece for, unless you think he is a piece for a not the short term. Yeah, but... W- You've you got an him, entire like, oh, roster filled around.
1: with guys that are question marks. You've got a roster. Every one of those teams has rosters, except for Cincinnati, who has you know a potential Hall of Famer wide receiver that they didn't trade for some reason. But you don't. It. You've got to test what you've got. You can't bring in a guy with a history of drug problems, unreliability. Like you're not going to do that in, into that situation. I think the middle of the pack is where it'll get interesting. I don't see why the bottom feeders would even mess around with a guy that they've got to then figure out if they're going to sign next year. Like it's,
2: I don't get the trade deadline has gone. The bottom feeders are not well run as organizations, Joe, (laughs) you know, you talk about this and like, you make sense. I agree with you. That's why I'm talking about Ryan Finley. And that's why I'm talking about them making trades. Right. But, You say it all the time. There's a reason these teams are bottom feeders. Maybe they're not making the smart move. You know, a team like Washington, for example, right? Like, they don't have much at the wide receiver position, you know? And I wouldn't put it past Dan Snyder to be like, oh, this could get some butts and seats. Maybe Dwayne Haskins needs a weapon like I don't think it's a smart move to bring in this guy unless you have the support system in place to wrap around him like he was a decent soldier with the patriots to be quite honest you know what i mean it was an injury thing or whatever but you need to have that kind of uh culture in the locker room to be able to um you know support this guy and i'm not i'm not i'm not making light of him i'm not begrudging him the man had 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 a had an addiction problem OK, I'm not I'm not making light of it. You need to have a strong locker room, in my opinion. But, Joe, the bottom feeders don't have that. And they'll still take their shot because they like the talent.
1: Yeah, I uh, I I'll, I don't buy it. I Listen, I don't even know how long does he have before somebody's got to stake a claim to him? Because then at one point, if nobody claims him, he becomes a free, agent, a free agent. Right. Right.
2: I think it's right. like 48 hours. And so the only reason you would bring waivers. him in this week. But the only
1: reason you would bring him in if you're a bottom feeder is because your plan is I'm going to sign him next year yep. for the future. He's but a what if his future. agent's going I ain't going at like we ain't playing with you. Like it's not going to it's not going to happen cuz he's unique from that standpoint where you're right. He's got to have for his own good. He's got to yes. have a certain a certain group of yes. certain. you know, he's got to have certain things in place. So if you can't sign him for the future or if he goes, I ain't signing guys with you next year then really, you're like, why would I even bother if there's no long-term plan if I'm a winless, one-win, two-win team? Arizona, I think your point is maybe the most intriguing, but you've got to get up there with three wins, right? Isn't that starting the middle of the road right
2: there with Arizona? Right. You would have to – I'm looking at the standings right now, Joe, and you're right, you would have to uh, – you know, you would have to get through the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bengals, you know, Washington, Atlanta. Um, Atlanta,
1: too. Yeah, Atlanta, which you can't get no money. Yep. Atlanta,
2: that'd be interesting. The Giants, for example. Um, but and then a team like Arizona. But on your on your vein, a, a, a contender, I'll throw out one to you that I know has been in the wide receiver market, Joe. Because they tried to get Antonio Brown. What about Gabe's mm-hmm. bills?
1: Yeah, also good. Yep, yep, also very good. Uh, not, a, not a whole lot
2: of ways to get in trouble in Buffalo. Yep, Jacksonville. Yeah, you know you got Wait. DJ Chark. They just put I think DD on DD Westbrook on IR. He got banged up, you know, and they could use a little bit of excitement. Shad Khan never, you know, a little yep. Minshew mania. What about down there in Jacksonville? I think Jacksonville, I Buffalo. Oakland, yep. like you're saying, you know, they got Terrell Williams back, but what else do they have? They got the tight end Waller, um, you know, Hunter Renfro. Those are some kind of fringe playoff teams, like you're saying, that may be a better Where profile. does San
1: Diego come in? Where are they in the uh,
2: They got too many wideouts, though, Joe, already. Big Mike Williams. They got Keenan Allen already. They got Hunter Henry already. I I think they already have too many wideouts.
1: They got already too many there. Well, it's yeah. gonna. It, I don't think it's gonna take long. Somebody's gonna claim them. And obviously, if you are a guy that is a looking to make a playoff push here in the second, in the second part of the season, and you haven't actually thrown in the towel and and are looking for draft picks, we're gonna right. know soon. I it's good because you're gonna want to get him in ASAP. Let's go. We gotta. You gotta get the playbook. You you know there is a there is a little grace period here where he's gonna have to get Ooh. acclimated.
2: I got I think for we for you. Rather yourself. quickly. I got one for you, Joe. Good what I I think this looks like a good locker room. I'll just say that. I think they got a good thing going, a good culture going. They are a playoff team in my opinion, so they may not have access to them. What if you put Josh Gordon on the other side of TY Hilton in Indianapolis? Yeah, there you go. Yep
1: very good yep I agree 100% I think that's huge
2: <laughs> someone's going to make a claim before it gets to the, that kind of quality team Joe I think
1: what if and you know you and I both know what's going to happen here right you, 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 we all. it's going to be Cleveland like Cleveland I, is going to sit there and stake a claim to it like you know it I know it that's exactly what's going to happen because they can't figure it out Oakland Oakland,
2: oh, Oakland. you got to replace hey, how about Green Bay? Right. what do you think about Green Bay interesting, but Vate Adams is coming back this week, I think. That would be a lot of fun. I like Oakland, it. but I don't think it's going to happen. A team is going to claim them before that joke The bottom team yeah. is going to make a claim. I think
1: we're low this morning. Maybe even before if we're off air, guys, we'll probably have a good idea of who it's going to be.
2: Yeah.
0: DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day.
1: So running down some of these uh, headlines from the uh, NFL overnight. We told you, of course, that Josh Gordon uh, off IR has been released. He is on waivers. It will not be long before we find out who claims him. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But again, he's had a history this year of not being healthy. He hasn't been healthy all year, and we all know about his past, uh, you know, addiction issues. So it'll be interesting to see what I, – I wish him the best. I really do. I hope that the guy lands somewhere that uh, can both be beneficial, right. uh, not only to his life, to his health, but also on the football field. I think there's uh, a lot of upside there still. Also interesting enough is that we heard a couple of things regarding Lev Bell. And mm. of all the Jets' dysfunction this year – and there's been plenty of it, guys. Uh, none of it has surrounded Lev Bell. It's amazing to me how this guy has stayed out of the New York media headlines. He has stayed out of the way of fire, and all, all he business. has done has been the voice of reason the entire time there. And yet, we learned, of course, that he was trying to. He was on the trade block, and the Jets might have been uh, out there looking for a trade partner. And we heard that the Texans chief Packers were definitely in the Lev Bell mix. But, of course, what the Jets wanted uh, was over the top. But we also heard the Steelers now. And it's actually been confirmed that the Steelers were a group that and a team that wanted wanted to bring them back, which is amazing to me. I don't know. They must have crazy short term memory there in Pittsburgh. But I guess what happened is. The Steelers were always willing to pay Lev Bell, right, in a long-term deal. They just didn't want to give him enough in the guarantees in order to do it. However, the Jets, they've already paid a huge portion of that guaranteed money up front for the season. So that's less guaranteed money in the contract that's left. So if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm going, yeah, we'll we'll take take him back. It makes sense. I mean, ultimately, it's not going to happen. But what did happen was the fact that Lev Bell apparently had a face-to-face with Adam Gase yesterday. And the report is that the air was cleared uh, between the two. But now, according, you would have never known there was any problem with Lev Bell, uh, from Lev Bell and Adam Gase. But, of course, New York media is not going to let that go. It was a bit suspect that he only had, what, nine carries, nine Nine touches in in the last game. but. That also, I think, then goes hand in hand with the if you're trading his ass, the last thing you want to do is get him hurt by handing him the ball 35 times in a game. So or maybe Adam Gase is just a moron, which, again, that's
2: not off the table either. Like showcasing players right before. Yeah, uh,
1: but I don't
2: I uh, clear the air like I uh, I don't know that it'll
1: ever be cleared.
2: Yeah, it's weird to me. And I, I think that's that's the last sentence is what it is. I don't know if it'll ever be cleared. I agree no. with you, Joe. Lev Bell has been a good soldier. It is clear to me that Lev Bell is just about his business and his money, and that's it. Yep. You know what I mean? He got paid cool. Now I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and help the team win. I'm gonna be a good soldier. I'm gonna support my young quarterback. Like he has shown nothing but that his his holdout and all that stuff was purely about business, and to be Quite honest, people laughed at him when he was like, No, 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 I'm doing this for all the other running backs too. I'm gonna set a precedent. And guess what? He did. Uh Zeke Elliott can thank him. We thought Melvin Gordon was gonna be able to thank him. So, you know, Lev Bell was crazy like a fox, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I digress. Yes. No, I agree. It'll be interesting you know, yes. now.
1: Go ahead. What's he gonna get against Miami if the air is cleared? I yeah,
2: uh, he's going to get some touches, I think. I think he's going to get some touches, but I think it's because now for me, it's 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 for the second week in a row, Gaze has not helped out Sam Darnold. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, a, I think, I think Bell gets more touches, not because the air is clear, but because mm-hmm. he realizes he needs to do more in the run game and in the short passing game to support his young quarterback. Okay. Right. Or to get the ball out quicker. He's getting sacked. What, 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 what like seven times, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think. That it's not because Lev Bell texted him. It's because hopefully he realizes that unless he wants to embarrass himself down there against his former team and be the first team to lose against that team, he's got to realize that his bread is buttered by a 50-some-odd-million-dollar man, Lev Bell, who, by the way, Joe, is still, in my opinion, one of the three best backs in all of football. Okay? So give him the damn ball to channel my – Keyshawn Johnson, and I think maybe he'll realize that not necessarily because you know they had a heart to heart.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, it's interesting that that's what was released too. Here, yeah. no, no word on Jamal Adams, of course, uh whether or not he cleared the air, but his problem, of course, was with Joe Douglas and you know having a conversation where you know we love you, this is going to be great, you're going to be a jet too yeah, he's on the trade block. Yeah, it's uh, you know, let's hear what you guys got to offer. So. Uh, that, too, is just – it's a mess, and I think all of that will culminate if they lose to Miami, Dane. Oh, I boy. think then the, you're going to see dumpster fire like we've never seen before. It's going to be – it'll be epidemic, I think. Uh, in the, It'll spread like wildfire in there, man. It'll be guys quitting left and right. It's You lose to that Miami Dolphins team, and the Jets will be officially the laughingstock of an NFL that includes the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh and that line continues to be around oh. the field goal here,
2: Dane. I know. <laughs> I know. We're going to give out our plays in about an hour, Joe. I <laughs> What it did you just say, Joe? to be a Joe? field goal, like, Dane. <laughs> what did you just say, Joe? With San Francisco and Arizona, right? Throw it right. out the window in the divisional yep. matchups. right? these teams don't all, all that stuff, right? I Joe, I and this is I'm a Jets fan. You know it maybe I'm a self-deprecating Jets fan. But Joe, honestly, Miami plus three in the hook. I, mm-hmm. I they're a better team with Fitzpatrick under center. Uh they're gonna get up for this one. The Dolphins, I mean, they're like, Oh, we can get this guy. He's our former coach. We can beat him. This could be our one. I I'm really worried about this one, Joe.
1: You and me both, man. Uh you and me both. I am uh
2: Joe, Joe, I, plus one fifty-five. That's I all Miami is They've been plus like right, they've been like plus sixteen hundred, plus, right. plus 900. plus nine. Right. They're plus one fifty-five against the Jets, Joe.
1: And that to me is the motivation, and whether or not these guys, and I think what we'll learn this weekend, Dane, is whether or not this team is actually quit on gaze. I yep. think we'll see that, depending on the effort we get, depending that's on right. the effort we get, I think will tell us a lot about where they stand. Because I can tell you this: as as bad as they are, I know what the effort is in Miami. I know what's coming, Dane. You know what I mean? There, there will oh, yeah. be no to beat the Jets if you for those Miami Dolphins guys. That is that's their Super Bowl. It, it is going to be the biggest game of the year for Miami. While the Jets.
2: Can't wait the to Jets see The Jets have more to lose. You know what I mean? The Dolphins oh, are like, yeah. yeah, let's go get it. They're excited yeah. about this opportunity. I, the Jets are in a position where they're going to play scared because, oh my God, what if we lose versus Miami being like, oh, this is the one. Let's go out and get it. And I'm worried yeah. that that's the way this game is going to be approached by both. And teams.
1: that makes them, to me, the most yep. dangerous team around because they don't have anything to lose. Uh, so yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll give you our picks. I'm wondering if that's uh, on your list there, Dane, it Next I, hour, I, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I will tell you this too, though. There was another tweet out last night from a NFL player, Kansas City Chief, in fact, Tyron uh, the the Hunter Badger. Um, He called out the 49ers last night, who went on to win that game 28-25, if you're just waking up and joining us last night. The 49ers are undefeated, and congratulations. They took down the uh, the cards last night. The Cardinals are 3-5-1, and one, and uh, the Honey Badger thought it'd be great to hop on Twitter and post, quote, Who the hell they've been playing against? End quote which he's got a point, Dane, because the 49ers have now beaten teams with a combined 18-35-1 record, which is not great competition. However, that defense has been utterly dominant, no matter who they're playing. In fact, going into last night, they had outscored the opponents by a combined score of 207-77, to and two of the wins, let us not forget, guys. They took down the Rams and Panthers, Yep. In a combined 71 to 20 beatdown of both of those playoff teams that we consider, right? So while I get where he's coming from, first of all, you're in the
2: AFC. Why in the hell are you concerned with what the 49ers are doing? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh that's weird to me. That's Unless like he still loves just the Cardinals talk. is because that's where he came from. So. I guess so. But here's the other thing, Joe. And you said that right. You know, outside of like you mentioned, the Rams game, the Panthers game, it's true. It's true. You know, I mean Cincinnati, uh excuse me. Uh yeah, Cincinnati. You got Atty, Pittsburgh yeah. with the with the with the backups. But I ask you, the other undefeated team in the National Football League, mm. who have they played? Yeah, you know? No, no mention of that. And their their defense looks great. Against the same kind of competition, I would actually say there have been no team like the Rams or the Panthers on the Pats schedule. And I find it ironic that he doesn't want to talk about the AFC team that's undefeated in that mm-hmm. same light that I imagine their opponent's combined record has probably been even worse than San Francisco.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. That was my point. Well, it's like, like, material you gotta... For the
2: NFC team. Oh, but not yeah. for the team you may actually see. In Thank January. you. And you're right. In
1: many aspects, it's even worse what the uh what New England is. It's gotta has be a worse combined do. record
2: yeah. for the Pats than than for Awful. San Francisco.
1: Now, I will say this about the Niners. And though if you are still watching uh the Niners here, you watched last night's game and you're still going, I'm not convinced. Well, I'll tell you what they got coming up here. Uh, and because uh, yeah. it's it's a crazy five game stretch. You got they got the Seahawks, Packers, Ravens, and Saints. We will know over the next month here in the month of November, Dane. We are going to know if San Francisco is for real. And I, again, I will mention they're getting Joe Staley back. They're getting their tackles back. They they did it with everybody yeah, being yeah. out on that offensive line, and they still baby. were dominant there. Running backs banged up. Yeah, guys. I Seahawks, Packers, Ravens, Saints. Over the next month, we're going to know if this is for real because if they make it through that gauntlet, Dane, and they win more games than they lose out of that group uh, there. You might want to take a look at, I don't know, futures right now on the San so Francisco I'm doing it right now. That's what I just, yeah, you at. know what I'm
2: saying? You right may want to take Joe, a look yep, right you now. Take to win a look. The NFC. Mm-hmm. They're the second choice to win the NFC. Second choice. Saints, okay. Plus two fifty. These 49ers okay. plus plus three thirty. The Packers, then 5-1, to one, and then there's a big drop. You got a group of Dallas, Minnesota, Philly, and the Rams at pretty much 10-12-1. to 12 to one. So you got the Saints, the Niners, and the Packers. Are you willing? I mean, those Saints look great. Drew Brees coming back. The Packers will only get better as time goes on with Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers in this offense. They're getting better and better, Joe. I'll say this. You talk about the tackles coming back for the Niners. Manny Sanders is going to be huge for this offense. I think all three of these top dogs in the NFC right now, at least part of the favorites, they're all getting better, Joe, right now. Who do you cast your lot with?
1: Let me take it a step back first, though, before we do the end What about the NFC West division? What are the What's odds the- for the... Yeah, what are the 49ers divisional odds? Because I got to believe Seattle, obviously, they got to play him coming up here. I got to believe Seattle's going to be close
2: they are not to them. Close. It's not close, no? Joe. So what is it then? San Fran is now minus three hundred to win the division. Win the NFC West. And Seattle, West. Okay. as the second choice, is all the way at plus four fifty.
1: Plus four fifty. Okay. What, big, about, yeah. what about what about Green Bay to win months. the NFC North?
2: Less of a favorite. There's their minus number, but minus one ninety five. Meanwhile, San Fran. So
1: they're is under minus. two dollars. There. They're under yeah. two dollars.
2: How about the Colts? Their big the saint of titans with
1: i like the cults i think we'll talk about this coming talk up because yeah. now would be the time to place some bets we'll do yep. that next
2: Good thing I already have, and have kept, kept it wide, yeah, yeah,
0: all, NFL season is now upon us, and so you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRotor.com DFS Lineup Optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRotor.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. dailyroder. Where millionaires are made.
1: All right, so we got week nine off to a uh, off to a start there last night with the Forty ers taking down the uh, division uh, rivals there, the Arizona Cardinals. They moved to 8-0, and and uh, a very interesting Week 10 ahead of us here in the— uh, or Week 9, rather, in the NFL. Uh, a lot of divisional matchups. You got uh, the Cowboys and the Giants. You got the Jets in Miami. You got some very interesting games here. But it's also a good time to uh, revisit some of these uh, future bets here, certainly uh, divisional championships that we've been talking about. Teams like after that win last night, it appears that the 49ers— uh, jumped up a little bit there. They're a, what about a three dollar favorite now to win the NFC West, and the Green Bay yep. Packers are under two dollars
2: still to win the NFC North. They are, but just under one uh, minus one ninety five. Minnesota plus one sixty five. Wow! So
1: Minnesota's got some uh, got some uh, interesting value. You know there what I find interesting?
2: Down. I I just noticed mm. this, Joe, also. The Bears are the last choice. The Lions, I mean, they're both ridiculous, like over 30 right. to 1. But the Lions have better odds than the Bears to win that division.
1: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Well, they have about a quarterback about
2: Peyton on Trubisky. Yeah.
1: yeah, they got a quarterback there. All right, so that's yeah. an interesting. And you said, uh, what's the Indianapolis, uh, what's the Indy price tag there to win the AFC South?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting one. If you pick one of those horses, right, you, you'll be all right. Indy's plus 120, Houston mm. plus 145.
1: Wow, I like India at plus 120. Uh, yeah, that's I like India plus 120. That's interesting there. Um, I'll tell you what,
2: though, Joe. If you're mm. willing to lay juice, I got this in week three, whatever. As soon as Big Ben went down, I zoomed right. to the window to make this bet. But I think the best bet, even if you're willing, you got to be willing to lay a little bit of wood there. But the Ravens, like who's winning the AFC South? It's the Ravens, right, Joe? Um, yeah. They're minus, It's minus three Bills. But I mean, if you're willing to put it in escrow for about two months, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty safe bet.
1: I like that. And the A, uh, the NFC East, this this dumpster fire. Yeah, that's a Dallas tight one. You Twitter. got two
2: choices there too. You know, Joe, this is the first time I've really ever seen two teams are minus numbers. In really? This one. Yeah. Dallas minus 130, Philly minus 105. Mm.
1: I, wow, like Philly, I, I like Philly, to be honest. I still like Philly. I do, too, man. I really I still do. Like I still like Philly, too. All right. We'll start breaking down these games over the weekend. Hour two coming up. Let's make it rain, people.